Clay, what are we to make at this point where Voyager frequently just sends off people in shuttles all by themselves for seemingly no reason when they're nowhere near home, nowhere to go, nothing to do? I mean, in this episode uh, in particular, Initiations, why did Chakotay have to be so isolated from everybody else? Couldn't he do this in his room? Is there some reason he had to be so far away? Well, clearly he could just do it from his room because he chooses to do that at the end of the episode. Yeah, at the end. But I think... Uh, learns his lesson. I, I think the answer is that just well, he wants to get away from everybody on the ship. Well, I don't really blame him. You're stuck on that ship with uh, 150 other people. There's only so many places you can go. May as well come up with an excuse to get off the ship and go onto a shuttlecraft for a little bit. I don't think this is the first time that they've had someone just off fucking around in a shuttle where they, the Voyager can't see them or make contact with them or something. Mm. It's an it interesting is, it, decision. Yeah, it is. I was surprised... <laughs> I was surprised when he was when he said to uh, Nog there um, that the Voyager was two light years away. Yeah. So they just they just dropped him off and just left. Yeah. Like like considerably left. No, they had to they had to go to his point of last known destination or something. Right when they said that he's missing because yeah. they they just can't contact. It's just a I don't know. I mean, it sort of makes sense if you're in like you know, Federation space and there's things flying around and maybe the shuttle won't get lost, but there's never really a good reason why he has to be so far away from the ship. I don't, it doesn't make any sense, but this is initiations. So let's initiate the conversations. You never wanted to just like go for a drive or something. Like when I was living at home still after college, Mm. I would just at like 1030 at night just go for a drive to the nearest Wendy's which was like 25 minutes away (laughs) just because I wanted to get out of the house well gas was 75 cents a gallon back then. that's true true that back back in the good old days everybody had yeah you didn't need to pay for it with a Fabergé egg every time you filled up your uh, tank no we just um we drove around with like five people in that Toyota Camry like that was Mm -hmm. that was Mm -hmm. that just three people in the back someone in the front and the the one person who could drive and uh, was was the regular was the regular driver. I I had a friend who, when he was at WPI, said that he used to, on a whim, drive to White Castle mm-hmm. in New York, which is like a New York three City? and a half hour. Yes, which is like a three and a half hour drive from White Ca- from actually probably more because it's Worcester. Yeah, it's probably about four hours from there. Yeah, that's that's a that's a long. There's no White Castle yeah. in Connecticut, or is he just like I want the New York? No, I White guess Castle. you just wanted to drive to New York to get White Castle. I guess. Yeah, that's. I, I that could see awful. one from my. I could see a White Castle from my dorm room, and I never went in there, so I don't know why he, <laughs> why he wanted to drive four hours to go to White Castle. Yeah, that's um, that's not even a fun drive. That's a bad no, drive. No, yeah. Wow. All right. Well. I guess he likes Harold and Kumar because they did more for White Castle than anything else, I think, at this point. But probably, yeah. Initiations. It's the second episode of the second season. Star Trek Voyager it came out on September 4th, 1995. I was just turning 12. It is written by Kenneth Biller, directed by Weinrich Colby in University. It is 49005.3, which is 2372. In Initiations, Chakotay becomes caught up in a young Kazon's rite of passage. Erotic. Uh, yeah, as you said, Aaron with one A Eisenberg is in this one. Uh, Nog, friendly neighborhood Nog has returned. Is he the is he the only person who spells it that way? I think so. Yeah, I just Man, think of he's... the um the Key and Peele A A Ron sketch is yes. all I think of with the name Aaron now. A A Ron. He's missing out on being first in line and whatever goes by alphabetical first names. Yeah, it must be um. Uh, 
that's maybe maybe that's like an original biblical spelling or something. Oh, maybe it might sure. be, or like maybe the um, the Old Testament or something. I don't know. I don't know it well enough to say. But um, let's see. Initiations. Well, I thought this episode was boring as hell. <laughs> we, can, we can start with that. Um, I thought this was, was like remarkably boring. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't. Te- it wasn't an awful failure of an episode, but I was so bored. I just, I yeah. couldn't believe how boring it was. Yeah. I can't really disagree with you on that. Um, yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's there bo- was some... borderline fine. Like we are being kind by saying it's fine. It, it's fine in the, it's fine in the way that like it made sense sort of, yeah. you know, for 95% of it and it works as a story, but it's, it's certainly not worth telling. There's some, it's fine, but there's also like some uh, questionable plot contrivances yeah, or decisions that the characters make for the sake of the plot that I found myself going like, well, this is taking me right out of this because this is just asinine. Oh, like, maybe I wasn't uh, even paying attention. Yeah. What's the, what's the prime example? The only, the only crazy plot stuff that maybe I'm just missing it. I don't understand any of the joining forces at the end and then trapping yeah yeah i think they were just trying to pull one over on on the federation okay for some reason no the the one that stood out (laughs) to me is that so he's they've got the kazon have chakotay captured and they've got nog there and uh they're like you you will be front row for the execution and then you find out that it's it's chakotay has to kill nog to what for honor whatever some shit because he failed and so then they hand their prisoner a loaded weapon. How did they expect this to go? Did they? And it's not even it's not even like the deer hunter where it's a revolver. So you put one bullet in it and it's, you know, you're in a room full of people. You got one. But they right. hand him a phaser. Yeah. He could have shot everybody in that room. Just do a <laughs> line. Easily. Just just strafe and just yeah. knock everyone down. Like how do, they, they hand their prisoner a powered up phaser. And of course he tries to escape. What did they expect was going to happen? I was actually more interested in the um, the escape sequence there, which because they don't have transporters, takes a great leap of faith that they're able to get to that shuttle yes. and get the hell out. Yes. My favorite <laughs> was when they cut to them in the ship, and he and Chakotay goes, "It's okay, he's not dead, he's just stunned." I was like, "Oh, they shot someone." <laughs> I think he was they talking about the first guy. Off he was talking about the first guy. I think the guy, like the uh, the head honcho that he shoots when they escape that room. I think he shoots somebody. Does he shoot him? I don't know if he shoots anybody when they escape the room. Oh, really? I, th- I think you do. This is maybe maybe they this do. is I what he, I, I can tell both of us like borderline didn't pay attention to this episode. Um, I certainly didn't. It was the. The other, sorry, the other thing was at the end when Chakotay is like, you know, Nog has finished telling him how the the honor and the naming ritual stuff works and, and Chakotay's got it figured out. I need you to kill me, but don't worry about it because as long as I'm back on the ship within two minutes of brain death, they can bring me back to life. <laughs> they don't ultimately go through there, but that's no. That's the but plan still, day, that guess. was the best he could come up with: is uh, let the kid murder me and hope that they get me back to sick bay in time for my brain not to die. Yep. Yeah. It's. it's all, I mean, it worked. It worked for Harry Kim, I guess. So it's all pretty. Mm-hmm. It's all pretty dumb. I guess the the first place to really start. Um, if there's any kind of discussion to have about this episode, it's like the Kazon. This is like this is probably the first Kazon episode that I felt that they were trying to do something with them. 
so I, I guess the behind the scenes, the goal here for the Kazon was that they were um, they were supposed to represent '90s gang culture, like in LA, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, but what's funny about this is that Voyager is apparently the most '90 of all the shows, right? Because it's it's got a it's got a villain that's based on like '90s gang culture. It has uh-huh. like New World mysticism in Chakotay and stuff like that. It's it's yeah. I never realized this one seems the most of its era. Like everything that they want to you talk know, about is like late um, or mid to late nineties type like pop culture stuff. But the Kazon are supposed to be gang culture and that they are a whole bunch of basically the same thing fighting each other for territory uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. And yeah. that's fine. And it's also supposed to the other thing just to finish it off is that um it's supposed to be a very youth oriented culture like how gangs are because so it's like no Kazon are supposed to be long lived because they kill each other and everything like that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're supposed to have like a very immature outlook on life which is what the focus here is apparently they had production troubles using kid actors for them the way that they wanted to so a lot of them are just played by adults which kind of undermines the whole thing but mm-hmm. um i mean ultimately all they do is they come across as like shitty klingons really yes yeah they this is the first one where they've really felt like they're just uh klingons with a new with a run through the <laughs> they they look like klingons after um the focus group said we want them to look more hip so yeah they, they have like, great t-shirts them, in the final yeah scene. they've got like tight t-shirts and like <laughs> troll hair like troll doll hair and yeah. like big baggy hammer pants and stuff it's like yeah. these are the klingons for the 90s um <clears throat> how old is uh nog the actor at i this think point? he's 26 I, i'm okay I'm guessing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say so because there's one shot of him when they're in the 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 jail cell or whatever he looks like a fucking superhero <laughs> he is ripped they're talking about him like they bring in all these other children and they're like look at this child who is one of you and i'm like no that that guy <laughs> you could bench press these kids yeah that guy fucks <laughs> yeah the uh so, I mean, they're shitty Klingons. We agree on that. The thing that's really frustrating about them, right, is that they're trying to sort of set them up as a new race, but they're just shitty Klingons. So what it does narratively in terms of the franchise is that it reverts us back to square one with the Klingons. Yeah. You, you don't yeah. have, like, the growth that they had through TOS and the movies and then TNG and DS9 and everything like that. It's just back to this boring honor culture stuff where they have yeah. not remembered because they're a different species they haven't remembered any of the lessons or things we've learned about the klingons and how they've grown as like a, a franchise uh like a part of the franchise and that's really frustrating it's it's really just a reversion back to this boring honor culture like you didn't let me have my honor and now everyone wants to kill me and it's life isn't worth living and it's really not interesting anymore yeah i um i i, I would not have uh <clears throat> i don't think i would have picked up on the 90s-ness of it all if you hadn't said it, but now that you said it, I kind of wish that they had gone further. I mean, it does make sense. Janeway does seem like the one Starfleet captain who owns the Pure Mood CD and listens to it often. <laughs> but like the fact that the Kazon are supposed to be like the Crips and the Bloods is yep. hilarious to me. Yep. yep. But uh, but yeah, I I wish they could have found something more interesting to do with them because yeah, it's just really taking away. Like, it really felt like it was bare-bones Klingon stuff, because they don't even, like, talk really well. They don't have uh, a voice, you mean. They don't have it. Like, the Klingons have a Shakespearean way of talking 
to them. Yeah, the Kazon. The Kazon. The Kazon <clears throat> they kind of like have a bad impression of that, uh, while also not really having a great vocabulary. They sound stupid. So, yeah, I think they're supposed yeah, to be stupid, right? Yeah, yeah. they sound kind of dumb. Which, you know. <laughs> Now that I know what it's based on, is feels <laughs> a little racist youth. to me. They speak like little, the urban youth. <laughs> yeah, a little, little racist. I hope nobody does. Nobody refer to the Kazon as super predators in the show, do they? No. Mm. Oh, well, that's good. Um, but yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, they just there's nothing. I, I don't, I don't find anything interesting about them at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they are just Klingon light at, right now. Well, it was a failure to like. I can be down with this idea of like gangland territory control, like a sort of mm-hmm. like outlaw, um, you know, living outside of society and like their own little societies where they're fighting for each other. But, you know, they don't have like a, there's no like game to it. They're, they're, they're not, right. they're, they're, there's no drug aspect. There's no sort of like money-making enterprise there. They're this weird thing where they're always constantly looking for resources, but their ships are huge and stuff like that. Like, right. I don't understand why Voyager has run into numerous planets on its path home where it seems like there's a whole bunch of materials for people. And the Kazon constantly are like, we don't have supplies. We need to steal stuff from each other and, and things like that. And it just doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. So like, if if you if you don't follow through on any of the things that make gangs actually work... Or like how the economics or like culture of a of a gang society would work, then mm-hmm. you just have Klingons who are fighting about honor culture stuff, and it's not interesting. I think they could have done something with the gangs, and it would have been okay. But it definitely screams '90s to me. Yeah, it feels more. It feels like Kazon hip hop is more. Uh, parents just don't understand. Right. Less the less the chronic. <laughs> the Kazon should just speak with that weird era of rap where they had not mastered re- uh, rhyming over the bar. So every every, every <laughs> lyric would just go. They should. My really... name is Nog, and I'm here to say, <laughs> "Gonna shoot you in a phaser way." <laughs> they don't have that. Whoever who's a, maybe Nas or something. They they need to have Nas ask um, Kazon who come in and teach them how to do things like that. I don't have much yeah. else about the Kazon, really, unfortunately. Uh, Nog is fine as them. I find it kind of tedious. Uh, the other aspect of this is Chakotay. Nog, uh, you know, I think he's fine at what he does, but he's really got one speed, huh? This is basically yeah, like... Yeah, it depends on makeup. He relies on makeup quite a bit. Yeah. Not to yeah, speak yeah, of the this, dead, but... This felt like early days Nog before Nog got like more civilized <laughs> i guess maybe that's the wrong word to use, but for a nice a nice middle class family took him in off the street <laughs> yeah. well you know what i mean though like when he was more more hardcore ferengi he had the same kind of like level of anger and yeah yeah uh <clears throat> saying human a lot more and all that kind of stuff but yeah it's it's sort of the same speed as nog yeah yep he's um and this would have been early ds9 too so is what it is the other aspect of this is um, Chakotay. We get more Native American jibber-jabber from him mm-hmm. that I don't really mm-hmm. understand uh, how it ties in. I, I don't mind this stuff that they do here as much as I've minded some of the other stuff. Mm. Well, except for the fact that he's like, I'm here to pray with my father's favorite radio, I guess. Yep. Or, yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> As he's getting attacked, he has to pack that all that shit up, and it takes him about thirty seconds of screen time to to fold yeah. the blanket over on it and stuff like that. Like this stuff, at least feels. <sighs> the word isn't authentic, but like it, it feels more in line with a character. I would say, but when he's like, anytime he's like, you know. There's an ancient Native American saying about uh, any horse that can't make it up a, a, a slick hill must then come down the other side covered in red paint. It's like, what? <laughs> Th- that's the stuff that feels like, all right, they yep. hired somebody to start slinging bullshit. At least, at least with this stuff, it, there's a little bit of character stuff built into it where he's trying to talk to his dad and stuff. That, that doesn't bother me that much. Well, I just thought it was weird that, like, I guess I'm, I I don't really care about his. I never find that his Native American stuff really adds anything to anything. No, as you were no, saying, no, it's not super convincing either. No, but and the, the weird thing about this one is that it seems much more appropriate that he should be talking about having rejoined Starfleet than and having left the Maquis. You know, as he found mm-hmm. his own initiations into Starfleet at this point, like in the way that. Yes. Um, Nog is trying to find his way into his Kazon culture. He doesn't. He doesn't bring it he up. Doesn't, no, he doesn't make that comparison. He's just like, you know what I had to do to get in the Federation? I had to study real hard. <laughs> I had to read so many books. I bet you can't even read. He just, they gave him a uniform in the pilot. And they're like, now you remember Starfleet again. And it's like, oh, yeah, my that's God. The, yeah, Nog kind of calls him on. He's like, I bet you didn't even have to do anything for that. And it's like, uh, well, I mean, technically no, but. It's. That's just um, that's just weird. I guess, I guess behind the scenes, the production of season two was kind of a, a shit show for the for most of it. So oh, really? there's going to be a, this is the um, this is the first episode that was written in season two. So the next three are all going to be holdovers from season one, like the first one was. Oh, I see. Okay. So this is the first season two episode, and then we're going to have a couple uh, different I'll, ones. <clears throat> I'll be honest with you. Now that I know that that this is a, a more 90s focused on purpose Star Trek. I think that Chakotay stuff is going to go down a lot easier for me because I'm just going to imagine that he's just like a yoga teacher from Southern California. Yeah, that's what he and sounds like. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and he's just really into crystals and stuff. Yes. Just, Which is, that's that's fine with me. <laughs> he keeps stealing the uh, dilithium crystal. The Voyager keeps stalling out as he's like, oh, I got to get that thing out of there and rub them together or whatever. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, that's what it is. The great philosopher Enya once said, it, it feels it feels like um, it feels like the writers setting them up were just kind of grabbing stuff that was in the headlines with no. Uh, there's like, it's so of the era that they don't they decide that they don't really need to explain any of this. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of so prominent in the the real world that you don't need to explain why this guy is like a, a new world. Uh, mystic and stuff like that, and why the Kazon gang culture is supposed to be that kind of representative thing. It just it, it feels like it. The show almost thinks it's so obvious it doesn't need to explain it to you, not even in a sci-fi way, to make it seem like it belongs to this universe. I'm kind of glad they don't, honestly. Like I, I well, with the Kazon, <clears throat> I don't find the gang culture analogy to be very strong uh, for all the reasons that you said, where there's no like. There's no angle to it. Like there's not even there's not even a second group. Like I feel like if you really wanted to get into that, this episode would have a second warring faction of the Kazon or whoever they're up against. They're the ones that we've met in previous episodes, to be clear. Okay, fine. Yeah, but they, they all look I, the same and they all dress the same and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I never in a million years would have 
figured that out yeah. <laughs> because because they've never been on the screen at the same time. Yeah. So like, if you're gonna do that, do it and actually show it, and not just have people talk about. You know, you're you're entering Kazon B yes. space. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a shame. You you think that the the villains of a, a series would be the main antagonists that they consider them to be at this point would have been fleshed out a little bit more leading into this kind of a thing, um, mm. but they're just they're not. They don't have an interesting angle to them. Uh, the Chakotay, yeah, I mean, what undoes this, the entire second half of the episode for me is that Chakotay does not have anything interesting to talk about with Nog because they decided that they don't want to talk about him rejoining Starfleet and that being his like guiding principle at that point, like having something to talk about with this kid because it's just these long scenes of like one of them is awake while the other one's sleeping in the cave and they're creeping around each other and then they have a conversation about it. And it's like, this is is real boring. They get closest they get when, when is when Chakotay is like, why didn't you kill me? And Nog goes, I didn't really feel like it. (laughs) Yeah. It's good. It's a good good character work. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's nothing else really to say about it. It's a giant they have giant Kazon ships. The um I guess there's the uh the action sequence with the shot. It's another one that I think it might be one of those plot things you weren't re- you were talking about earlier. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So this is the first in like TV show I think where the shuttle is uh, flown like a fighter jet where it goes upside down and Chakotay is upside down and then oh, he, sure. I don't under I don't really understand this battle sequence where the Kazon attack cruiser attacks a shuttle with torpedoes and it's fine and then he shoots with a phaser and destroys it somehow yeah I I don't know I didn't understand that at all um, <clears throat> I, I didn't know if the idea is that the Federation is so much more advanced than the Kazon that a fucking a shuttle can do that shuttlecraft can mm-hmm. take out their engines <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I also did not get the sense of scale of Nog's ship. Like, I don't know if it was a comparable size, and maybe that's why, or, or something. Yeah, it, it seems shuttle sized. It seems small. It wasn't like the uh, the mothership that they fly to later. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, maybe that's there's something lost in translation there too. Yeah. Um, other moments with other characters. Tom Paris gets scolded a lot in this episode the doctor has a funny scene where he tells everyone to beam all that shit out of his sick pay because they they beamed beamed in the uh i continue to i find i don't even know if they think it's funny anymore because they do it so frequently i find the the uh the crew in the conference room when they talk via zoom to the doctor to be extremely funny for some reason because he can't join them but they're all very seriously looking at the screen and janeway's like I'll get right on that, Doctor, as he's having some sort of weird comic moment there. But I, I find it very funny that they talk to him that way. Well, it's also because they treat him like shit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, no, they're still not treating him like he's a person. <clears throat> yeah, so he's got a room full of crap. He's like, can somebody please get rid of this? And she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Paris and uh, Harry Kim hang out and talk to Chicote on the radio. Um, that's pretty much it. We'll just go to... Go to patron thoughts. I think the patrons might have more sure. to say about this one. I really don't have anything to say about this episode. Patreon.com slash the Penske file. If you guys want to support us, <laughs> if you're interested in 20 minutes of discussion about a terrible episode of Voyager, boy, did we fulfill that promise. You can support us at patreon.com slash the Penske file. It's the best way to I do did it. Think, I did think that the ending, that 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 stuff on the planet, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just stalling for time at this point, uh, where they, they met up on the planet, seemed like a, a weird double cross that 
needed another pass or something. I don't it, understand it what was going on there. Why I like, I don't know. The, they were trying to convince Janeway that they were on their side. Right. And that's just it. to find they, them. Just to find them, I guess. Okay. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was weird. Anyway, patreon.com slash defense. As always, our captain tier supporters get a special thank you. A special thank you goes to Ben Douglas, Tark, Latif, Andrew Turlock, Joint Mango, Christian Pouch, Kyle Barrett, Mike Burnett, Matthew Russ, Michael Bond, Matt Cutler, Nick Sergey, Sean, Bradley Howells, Bradley Killens, Walt 13 Hero, Dwayne Hackett, Kim Reyes, Jordan Cooper, Russell Elwood, Stephen Minton, HH28, Darth Moss, Derek Zajak, Paul Roscoe, Jig123, Patrick Seba, Dave Davies, Point Extra G, Barry Wallace, Jamie Crow, Captain Brazen, Eric Sanchuan, Jakey's Gamer, William Schleiser, Rahan Jaffer, Nick the Rat, Zane Majors, Olivia Pardue, Grappler, John Zorn, Tom Hickey, Captain McMunchas, and James Lennon, Tommy Tango, Jonas Tuvix Must Die, Disbrother, Edmund Nakamura, Clef, Edmark Star, Chris McLaughlin. <sighs> Next page, Royo, Jeremy Boudreau, J-Man, Alec DeWolf, The Undiscovered Mugato, Robbie Duffield, Will Clay, Atanga Udom, Artorias, Daniel Adam, Azalean Maru, Jaron Hatch, and John Aylman. Thanks, everybody, for supporting the show. Now we'll go to Patreon comments. Hopefully you guys can fill in the rest of the show for us here. <laughs> uh, initiations. There's only, there's That's actually, how we do it. There's only a get few to, comments. We get on. them to pay. F- it's, like, <laughs> it's like the self-service checkout line at the store. We get them to pay for it and do the work for us. Tax Bear says, initiations. What's worse than a Kazon? That's right. A Kazon played by a child. Even ignoring this, it's just more store brand Klingons with a touch of Chakotay's Native American spirit magic. Clef says, what a, what a what a sucker pain to listen to this thing. <laughs> Clef fill says, it in the rest of the show. Initiations. Chicote adopts a young man by not killing him when he can. They both help each other when they end almost like brothers. And Akuchi Moya deserves a trash can. Two fraudulent Native American consultants out of five. Cal Barrett with a incredibly long comment says, a boring stock story that could have been improved by having Chakotay go on a character journey that mirrors Kazon Nogs. If the episode dealt with Chakotay feeling like this encounter truly initiated him into Starfleet after his time as a Maquis, then it may have been worth telling, but this show doesn't even mention his Maquis past. He's always been the consummate Starfleet officer, apparently, and the episode instead tried to lamely tie in his Native American heritage, like all Chakotay episodes do, ignoring the other potentially interesting parts of his character. As for the Kazon, we learn they're nothing but wanky Klingons, and I'd argue the Sulaban are better antagonists. What say you, Clay? Kazon or Sulaban? Um, Sulaban are more original. I will yeah, Sulaban at least have, like, an a ethos. Thing. Yeah, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a thing they're going after, kind of. As as muddled as it can be, you know, with the time um, temporal cold war time stuff, yeah, yeah. Honestly, the thing about this episode that stood out to me the most is like it was the the starkest proof that they are done with for the most part with any of the Maquis stuff is when he was like, "I love the Federation. I've always loved yeah. the Federation. I always will love the Federation." <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I guess that's over. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, the guy who uh, has an affair just laying it on too thick for his, his wife at that point, just, <laughs> just trying to convince her of something. It, it's weird. It's It was the only interesting thing. That's Chicote's thing, you know? And it's just, if he doesn't have that, he doesn't really, like, is this episode better so- suited to anyone other than Chicote? really? Um, um, trying to find your way. Like, Tom Paris is comparable, I guess. He could be one who could do it. I think he's the only one, really. Yeah, maybe Neelix. Probably, but Neelix has a Neelix has a sequence here where he's actually important for some reason because uh, he can he calls out the Kazon for having their training 
planet and he's like, you're not going to fire on us because then you'll let everyone know that you have a training planet here. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, he's fine, I guess. I mean, he, he, uh, <clears throat> they kind of have like a little bit of a plot with him where he's sad that he didn't get brought to the training exercise. Yeah. Well, he's he trying to prove himself. Up, yeah. I guess. Like he's doing the nog thing of trying to prove himself. It's just, it's super, the intro with Janeway is kind of comical, and then his ability to stand up to this Kazon warship seems unrealistic at the time, you know? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Cow uh, continues by saying, an extra point for Janeway snapping at Paris for speculating, only to then speculate herself about everything for the rest of the episode. Two realizations <laughs> by the writer that the Kazon not having transporters makes a convincing escape from their ship very difficult to write out of five. Yes. It was a uh, remind me of that big Kazon ship. Reminded me of Star Wars with the scale there. With the, you don't see many uh, '90s Trek shows where the small ship is flying away from the big one so dramatically. Oh right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Changeling says this episode feels like the writer was given notes by a producer that had the exact wrong idea of how the show should be. The audience loves Neelix. Put him on the bridge and make him more important to the story. Chicote is a Native American in a Maquis. Make him say you can't own land. Also, I like Eisenberg and Snog, but he's awful in this. God awful. One rock feather and gold walkie-talkie to speak with the dead out of five. That was that did kind of come up out of nowhere. I don't even remember what the lead in line was, but when he's like, I don't believe you can own land. I was like, that's that's just uh, boy. For some reason there's um there's a, a channel that's been like fed into my YouTube algorithm feed where he it's this guy who does these very short, they're like 10 second videos, but they're all kind of making fun of video essays on YouTube. And mm-hmm. so it'll be like an empty chair and he'll he'll come in and he sits in the chair and sort of deeply sighs and then he like pours himself a glass of whiskey and takes a sip and then just goes capitalism and that's the end of the video <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of Chicote talking about the land uh, there it felt like he was going to get into something but he didn't Latte Librarian says with all the father ritual stuff going on it seems like the show is saying Chicote would be a good dad but alas Murder Nog is more interested in battle two uniforms out of five Norman Buckwald says, I don't know what's worse, the attempted L.A. street gang nature of the Kazon, which fell with a thud, or Chakotay's culture defined by a pseudo-Native American consultant called Highwater. Crossover Star Trek actor Aaron Eisenberg unfortunately could not save this one, one of the first Chakotay shuttle losses out of five. Man, I feel like an idiot now. Am I the only person that didn't know this? I only knew it from reading. Gang culture thing? Yeah, about it. I wouldn't have picked up on it because they're they're just so Klingon-y. Yeah. Um, cause what's the most gang, the gangy aspect is them fighting each other, I guess. That's the only thing that really defines and you don't even see it in this episode. Right. That's the thing is like, it's, you don't, you don't see any of that stuff. So it's tough to track that if that's what's going on. Yeah. They really, I mean, sounds like you don't like the drug, the, uh, the gang idea at all. Would it be improved with something no. like involving drugs in it? Like some kind of economic thing that they're, I, I just don't think it's, clear is the only thing like okay. I, I don't i didn't i mean I, what was this 17 18 episodes we've watched so far yes if you asked me if you asked me a question about what who what was what are the Kazon doing the answer i give you would not be <laughs> warring amongst themselves like gang territories that yeah would, uh, would not have told you that in a million years yeah they seem just like kind of klingon space pirates at this point like that you, you just don't want to run into them 
really, but they don't have anything yeah. other than that going on. It is weird with that being the point that they have not had Kazon interactions on screen. Yeah. I don't know. It's strange. Norman, uh, we read Norman's comment. Thank you very much, Norman. Next episode, next comment. Point X to G. Since we're never going to be able to see any more Aaron Eisenberg, everyone is spelling his name with two A's. Maybe I'm wrong about how his name is spelled. I'm happy to have this episode see him here. Chicote does a much needed, uh, does get a much needed focus episode, but I can't say that it does much to flesh him out. This episode and the Kazon are both fine, but kind of forgettable. Aaron Million, who is correctly spelled with two A's, says a fairly bland Chicote episode in that it doesn't dig into his personality, instead superficially focusing on his heritage. Also, shouldn't people know by now that a single person taking a shuttlecraft always leads to trouble for that person? Two destroyed shuttles out of five. Benjamin Espinosa, is it me or these season two episodes seem like major step back from season one? Even the video transfer is so bad on Paramount Plus. It's almost like these were season one that didn't make it due to poor quality. It was nice seeing Aaron Eisenberg again. Nog, rest in peace. But this episode confirmed the consensus that the Kazons suck. Ugly and uninspired. Not a lot happening here aside from a road trip to Vasquez Rocks, California. Again, one out of five. I did I did notice that as well. It did have the uh, that weird striping thing oh, did that it? I was complaining about. Just a little bit. Hmm. It, but it was, yeah, it didn't, it didn't look right. In like the, uh, <clears throat> the space scenes with the ships? I actually noticed it the most in one of the shuttle craft scenes. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't remember which one, but it was just, yeah, it was just sort of like window shading That's down weird. the screen. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't notice it, but then when you mentioned it in the pilot, I went back and watched it. I was like, oh, I definitely notice it now. I just, I wonder yeah. if I'm just, I wasn't paying attention to it. Brendan Hell says, so bad I'm not even going to bother to rewatch this one. Even in Kazon makeup, Aaron Eisenberg still sounds like Nog. And if the Kazon are so bloody factious, why haven't they done us all a favor and killed each other already? Fuck Jamak. Jamak, I guess that's uh, Jamak Highwater. I guess he must be the consultant. And his supposed Native American bullshit. Half of Vasquez Rock out of five. Grapple John Zorn says, did you know that Kazon hair is made with those dried pig ears you can find at the pet store? Also, wasn't Chicote handed his uniform in the last five minutes of the pilot? Two kill me's out of five. <laughs> Jaron Hatch says, pretty standard, mediocre 90s truck fare. Aaron Eisenberg is sorely underutilized as car, and his character really showcases the quality difference between DS9 and Voyager's writing. It's also a shame that the show focuses on Chicote's questionable Native American heritage rather than his time with the Maquis. Having him deal with the notoriously factional Kazon could have been fertile ground for exploring his own factionalist background. To Aku, Akuchi Moyas out of five. I keep mispronouncing that, but uh, Jaron or Yaron has nailed that more uh, there. That the uh, the Maquis being so uh, like an offshoot of the Federation is a way that the Kazon can kind of be explained too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Ross says, "How did Nog get to the Delta Quadrant?" All oh, right, it's not him, but an attempt to explain the space hicks of the Kazon, and doesn't really. The oddest part out of this giving Ch- is giving Chakotay a shuttle for his own personal trip. He could have done the ritual in his quarters, just uh, bl- uh, just oh, just bring in the "Do Not Disturb" sign. A weird after-school message of being confident and be your own person, all while learning to be a vicious space pirate. Two out of five. Eric McGowan says, Initiations, all this episode does is prove how weak the writing for Kazon is. The Kazon is. Their culture comes across as Klingon light, but dumber and less technologically advanced. Not a great adversary for Voyager to keep running into. Two more. Jonas says, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Apparently, Eisen, Eisenberg said that the following about his character car. 
It was the other extreme of Nog. I wasn't worried at all about having Nog come out because I knew Nog's character. I knew all of his idiosyncrasies. This is a completely different character. Really, bro? Was Carr not just Nog in a Kazon suit? The story is a version of Teen G's The Enemy when Jordy and the Romulan get stranded on a stormy planet and have to cooperate despite hostilities. Kazon, very Oompa Loompa in this episode. Three out of five. <laughs> yeah. Last comment. Christian Pouch says, The real potential for the Kazon was their setup as sex with wildly varying traditions and beliefs and loyalties spread in a great diaspora over a vast area of space with the opportunity to write interesting stories about identity and cycles of violence. This is the direct opposite of the many uh, homogenous monocultures we've seen in Star Trek. People make overdone jokes about their hair all the time. Hard disagree. It's actually a good distinct feature. But the real problem is that they never took advantage of this setup and all we get are thugs. This is the best exploration of Kazon culture we're going to get, and it's a solid, if not great, episode. Thanks, everybody, for leaving your thoughts about this episode, which was very boring. So, (laughs) Clay, what do you want to give this one initiations? Yeah, I'm going to give it a two. Yeah. Definition of a two, I think. Yeah, 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 I think so. Um, Not much else to say about it. Sad that Eisenberg was in it and not particularly great, although I... Uh, Nog is not really one of my favorite characters on DS9 and Eisenberg isn't one of my favorite performers. So I, I guess maybe I'm just, uh, it's interesting to see someone from DS9 in any context, but, uh, outside of that, the case on a boring, what the only sequence I kind of liked in this one, you know what I did like, actually, there's one bright spot in this. Uh, I liked it when Chakotay and Nog were on the case on big ship, right? And I liked that set. I liked the way that that was directed with their uh, the conversations. And I actually think that the lead Kazon was pretty good at what he was. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't mind him because I thought the other guy <clears throat> was not great. So like when when they first get back to the ship, I felt like the other the second in command guy was a little bit lacking, and he was a little bit more uh, grunty and yeah. Grunty and uh, you know boring. Yeah, but the 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 leader seemed like he was a little bit more interesting. He had good energy. He, he seemed kind of threatening to me in a way that yeah. the other Kazan yeah. didn't. So I, yeah, I applaud definitely. his effort. Um, that's it. We both get the twos for initiations. That's it with the second episode of Voyager. Thanks everybody. Patreon.com slash the Penske file is the best way to support the show. Go there. Patreon.com slash the Penske file and a couple dollars a month. You get extra stuff. We're covering all the strange new worlds right now. We covered Star Trek Picard season two. Uh, that guy who complains about everything on Twitter is raving about season three of Picard. So we'll see where that goes, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Do you have anything you want to say, Clay, before we sign off? This is a short episode, but that is what it is. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening to Rotten Heart Picture Show and Badass. Amanda and I are still making our way through the second string of Stephen King on Patreon. <clears throat> In June, we did uh, Christine, John Carpenter movie, which is one of the few John Carpenter movies I haven't seen, so I was excited to watch that. Uh, and I just realized I need to upload that and give it to you. Yeah, I was just about um, to ask. Yep. Um, Chris, great and, uh, Dolly Parton song, too. Christine, Christine. <laughs> I'm begging you, please don't run over my <laughs> boyfriend and kill him. Um, and uh, yeah, my my comic book that I wrote with Sean, the uh, White Knight Presents Red Hood Batman comic book, comes out next month or this month. I don't know when this is coming out, but <clears throat> if it's July, it comes out this month. 
Yep. I think towards the end of July. I think maybe the last week of July, if I had to guess. Um, but yeah, keep your eyes open for that. If you want to help support the show, pick one up. It would be very helpful to me. That would be great. Thank you. It's a, It was inspired and, uh, by uh, the current situation in Chicago, right, with the gang violence there? Oh, yes. The, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, you, Voyager didn't do it, but... We're gonna get no. this. We're gonna accomplish the mission right now. It is. It is a uh, a timely allegory <laughs> about <laughs> gang violence in Chicago and the importance of using uh, lavender based facial scrubs. <laughs> Main character's got a nice tight cut off t shirt on him, ready to go. He's he goes to yoga every day and he's got some <laughs> interesting opinions about vaccines. Guys, check out that book. Check out all the other shows. I guess we're done with this one. Uh, initiations. We'll be back with the next episode, which is projections, which I... Th- uh, is it? Maybe it's not. I don't want to say. We'll wait. Projections is supposed to be good. I don't know if it's the next episode, though. It's coming up. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. We will be back next week. See you later.